0: Hello Robin. Hello Trev. How you doing alright?
1: Yeah, very good, very good.
0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of WN Movie Talk Podcast.
1: Podcast. Formerly known as We Need to Talk About Movies
0: Podcast. Podcast. And this week we are back to talk about a classic 1981 British fantasy adventure film. Time Bandits, which, as we mentioned in the podcast last week, if you heard it, Ready Player One, I haven't watched yet. You
1: hadn't watched yet.
0: I had not I have now. I have now, yeah. So exactly. It's another one of those films I own that I haven't watched, but we thought we'd do it as a podcast episode. Mm. I'm open to things like that, you know? I'm fine with that. Yeah. I've always wanted to watch it, Robin, to be honest. I don't know why I haven't. I'm surprised you hadn't. Well, I know why I didn't. <laughs> yeah. A, I know why I hadn't all those years but i never got round to watching it again yes I,
1: do. <laughs> I was gonna say i'm surprised you i'm surprised you hadn't considered willow was your second favorite film of all
0: time <laughs> <laughs> i don't think willow's anyone's second favorite film of all time i don't think
1: it i don't think no i no.
0: um but yeah i used to have a fear of the little folk um,
1: dwarfism is dwarfism. the correct term it's yeah. the m m word that is I, in, inappropriate to the conversation. The M, word. the M word.
0: Yeah, that's what I always call them as well, isn't it? So um. I've got to tread carefully this evening y- because yes. I am an idiot. Well, <laughs> political correctness. But um, yeah, I used to have a phobia. It used to scare me as a child. I must have had like nightmares after watching the the making of Return of the Jedi, and that always is the point where I, I can sort of pinpoint my fear of them from that. You know, so something I did grow out of in the end.
1: So so basically it was Ewoks?
0: It was when the Ewoks took off their masks
1: mm. and
0: there was like little old men in there. It just, it's it like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just as like a three or four year old child scared the bejeebus out of me. <laughs> oh,
1: little old men. <laughs> To be fair, anyway. yeah, it is a bit of a shock to the system, isn't it? These cute, cuddly Ewoks that you're thinking you wouldn't mind well, snuggling I mean, up with. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then all of a sudden... Yeah.
1: I can't say I've ever seen that, that documentary, The Making of Return of the Jedi, but... Um, uh,
0: we I used to have it on Vidi- VHS. Okay. But... Was it part yeah, of the? Uh, I,
1: was it part of the box set then for the um, the trilogy?
0: No, no, I bought it separately. Oh
1: right, okay, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah it was a good making a good documentary, but.
1: Um, but it gave you the willies.
0: <laughs> just when I was very, 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 very young. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm over that now. My focus. Good. Of, uh, good.
1: So how were you? With, how were you with Willy Wonka?
0: No, that was what got the
1: that conversation
0: going last week, wasn't it? we compared that to Ready Player One you said what was better Ready Player One or Willy Wonka and I said I can't answer that I haven't really watched Willy Wonka that's right it was that's right due to me being scared of people with dwarfism which (laughs) you know that seems awful (laughs) when I'm trying to say it properly it still sounds awful (laughs) but you know you have these irrational fears as children
1: you do you do you do (laughs) you (laughs) do This going to be a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's do this. Come on. There we go. Come on, <laughs> Belfend. Hey, give me the gimmer. Don't say that word. So, so, <laughs> mother- Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to talk about the Time Bandits anyway.
0: Yeah, Time Bandits.
1: Well, Terry Gilliam.
0: Yeah, I'm not. we've not really watched many Terry Gilliam, any Terry Gilliam films on our podcast yet.
1: No, well, uh, I mean, there's... there's- it's probably a bit early to talk about it, but theres free, is three, isn't there, in this... This is apparently a trilogy of dreams. Yes, that's
0: right. The Imagination Trilogy or something, is, is it
1: a, tr- a trilogy of imagination or trilogy of dreams or something like that? Isn't trilogy it? Trilogy of yeah.
0: Imagination, yeah. yeah. But we'll come yeah. on to that. Why not? Because Why not? we don't
1: normally jump straight in.
0: No, sorry, Robin, because about this time of the evening, I usually ask you a question, don't I?
1: You do, and I was getting a little bit upset that you hadn't.
0: Well, I think for this week, I'm not going to. So, <laughs> no... Robin, have you watched any films this week?
1: Well, I have actually, as a matter of fact. Thank you very much for Go asking. On. Uh no, I I did last night. Um, I watched Free Guy.
0: Oh, yeah, you finally watched with,
1: it. With uh Ryan Reynolds, a- Jody Coma, yeah. Joe Keary, and weirdly, on the cast that I'm looking at here, it says Dwayne Johnson. The rock. I did not know he was in that film.
0: Wasn't he like He must he must be a, like a to guest do in the appearance? Beginning? Was it? Was he it the character at the beginning or something? Or are I thinking of another He one?
1: must be guest appearance or something, because I didn't even notice.
0: I might be thinking of the other guys, actually, where they have that intro, don't they, with The Rock and Samuel Jackson?
1: I don't know. don't know. I didn't recognise him in the film.
0: I think I've got the two mixed up.
1: Um, so it got an IMDB rating, a 7.1. Uh, would I rate it good? I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. It's funny. It's pleasant. It's it's quirky and after ready player one um i you know i thought it was kind of relevant to watch it anyway and actually i prefer it to ready player one do you sorry about that i do i know it's not quite as gutsy in places uh but it's just funnier it's just better the only thing i don't like about it and and um is Taika Waititi or whatever he's called Waititi yeah
0: yeah.
1: I, his character just annoyed the pants out of me yeah
0: it wasn't his best was I it? mean
1: I know he's meant to be annoying anyway because he's the bad guy and stuff but even so
0: and it, I, am I
1: right in he say that he got right
0: under your skin
1: he directed Ragnarok and um, Love, Love and Thunder, Thunder. yeah, yeah. So, so one out of two is not bad
0: what's, yeah what's happened to it because he really made some great films but he's getting absolutely ripped apart for this Love and Thunder
1: well, I think he was like I think directing
0: that's... over Skype. He couldn't even be bothered to show up some days. Really? So I think he's yeah, because like he, did he did. Did he direct
1: JoJo? Did. He wrote JoJo Rabbit.
0: Yeah, he directed JoJo Rabbit as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got a pretty good. Uh...
0: Yeah, that Love and Thunder is getting a, um, a
1: thrashing from the. Well, and you know, there. but then how many Marvel films, Disney productions are getting a bit of a.
0: Oh, I just hope that they start to like tail off now yeah it, times have cha- got to change at some point haven't they yeah I think we've seen enough Marvel and superhero films to
1: last a fucking lifetime yeah
0: uh, it was nice watching Time Bandits actually something completely original fresh you know they don't make films like that and,
1: and strangely enough um, this guy uh, Taika Waititi or however you pronounce it I do believe yeah. there is talk that he is about to make the new Time Bandits Oh, Re- really? a remake of the film uh that we watched
0: yeah i um, heard that there was talk about it becoming a series at one point as well
1: yeah like
0: a tv series but you could do something like that couldn't you i'm you could. it didn't have a spin-off
1: yeah it could have very like, easily had a bit of a spin-off to it couldn't it hmm.
0: like a bit of quantum leap going through all these different adventures
1: yeah here we go so this is a this is a story on the 26th of april 2022 time bandits peter dinklage offered the lead in taika waititi led remake series so peter it's a dinklage. series
0: which is peter dinklage oh Tyrion lannister
1: game of thrones of course it is and oh, that makes perfect sense why wouldn't he be in it he's an actor very much at the moment with Game of Thrones and those sorts of things, wasn't
0: he? He done it, Didn't he do his own Serrano de Bergerac? Eh? He's just starred in that, isn't he? His own version of Serrano de Bergerac. Yeah. I'm sure that came out like last year. Peter Dinklage.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, Dinky to be fair, Peter I haven't, Dinklage. S- haven't seen Can a lot. Uh, uh, eh? Dinky Peter Dinklage.
0: Yeah, we're we allowed to say that.
1: <laughs> oh, you just did and I just did. Now we're in trouble, probably. We're going to be cancelled.
0: No, I won't say that. that's
1: All right. Dwarfist. Dwarfist. Anyway, so um so yeah, so there are rumours that they are about to remake the time bandits with Taiki Waiki, or whatever yeah. he's called. Well
0: which... that doesn't surprise me. If he was if he was on a good day, he's a, he's the director for it, perhaps. But if he's uh losing interest and it's just gonna tit about and mess it up, there's no point, is there?
1: Do you think that's the deal, that's what the deal was with Love and Thunder? I mean, I've not watched Love and Thunder, and I've got to be perfectly honest with you, I don't want to watch it no um because i haven't wanted to watch a marvel film since endgame
0: i think because he'd done ragnarok so well and made it his own you could tell it was his film you know and out of all the films in the trilogy in the series it sort of felt the most like the director than the others do you know what i mean
1: oh, i loved ragnarok yeah i absolutely love ragnarok
0: so why is he thrown this new one away why is it You know, why would you just throw it away if you had that opportunity? All those fans thinking, oh, this is, we want him again, you know, to watch his version.
1: Well, I don't, again, because I haven't watched it, it probably isn't really fair to to be too critical. No. But the feedback that I've seen online for it just tends to be just along the lines of they've done what they've done with the last several Marvel films. There's a bit of a political agenda to it, perhaps. There's they've mm. drawn in the 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 main characters from the previous round of Marvel films, and they've dumbed them down a little bit to make them look of lesser superheroes alongside the new introduced in, introduced superhero that they've brought in. It it just seems that they don't know who the audience that they're targeting. Who is it? with a lot of yeah, their stuff. I Star Wars is kids, the same, isn't know,
0: it? Jay has gone to watch all the Marvel films at the same mm. he, time. He comes back more and more like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Didn't yeah it
1: gets the but point, does But he, doesn't with it? this one,
0: he was just like, "It's be really funny, and then all of a sudden it's really awful. And then it's really good, and then it's really awful. He said it was just no consistency to it all the way through. It's like, oh, my God, that's, why are they doing that now? Oh, actually, no, it's... Oh, no, but... <laughs> yeah. So... You don't want to watch a film like that.
1: No. Well, if you go into the cinema to watch, if, if you go to any cinema to watch any film, you've paid to watch it. And you're, you're having this, this sort of inner battle whether you're going to enjoy this film or not already before you get there yeah and then that that's maintained throughout the movie then you've wasted your money haven't you do you
0: think it's all part of disney's plan let's make some really shit marvel films we release them at the cinema for two weeks before people can get them on disney plus people will be like wasting their money to watch these awful films they'll go Let's not bother with the cinema anymore.
1: I don't know that it's that intelligent. I think it's just as with Star Wars. I think they've taken two massive brands, Marvel and Star Wars, and they've exploited them uh, for whatever reason they have. And I think they've been lazy. I think there's laziness all over it. The stories are yeah, bad because the, there's the a lot, quality lot of quality the special Wars effects, novels is bad. and
0: things. But where's all the like? There's nothing. really, yeah, I don't
1: know you know we could go on about that one all day long I think so I'm sorry I brought up that but anyway Free Guy I really did enjoy I thought it was funny I love the Ryan Reynolds um, butch character
0: yeah, in it, yeah. that's
1: in it at the end uh, there's a couple of bits like there's a guy gets taken out and he's teabagged by someone and then there's a bit in the noticed a bit in the background where there's a guy just uh, sort of some sort of character just running into a wall you know sort of glitching and <laughs> running into and I just thought it was so clever those little, little bits of that's the internet that i recognize yeah that's the online gaming that i know not the ready player one boom it's all like you know futuristic and away with it that's great but you know not on my internet pal no
0: <laughs> you know i, it's funny you say, I was I've actually this week after watching ready player one my takeaway from it was I'm going to listen to the audiobook again and go through it again. Yeah. And it's a, it's a lot darker. The book is a lot darker. And it, like I said, mm. it's, it's all older computer games, you know, real retro sort of 80s cartridge games, you know, Ataris and yeah, yeah. things like that. He's very much on his own. He sort of isolates himself. He's friends with H at the beginning, but he isolates himself from him. He meets Artemis and he becomes bit too pushy and then she pushes him away from him so for like the majority of the book he's actually on his own
1: just so like fundamentally evil. it's just a guy sat in his own well his, in van, his own room, gaming yeah. his own room which <laughs> is kind like, of it, again more realistic to gaming than hey look we're all chums exactly, together yeah. and we meet up down the street
0: but it's uh it's really yeah. good listening to it there's loads of ah, okay references to things in that that weren't in the film um so yeah it was just been interested in listening to that but i have actually watched a film i thought i hadn't watched one but i did on last night oh god tell me now tell me now i've seen it before it popped up as like a free for you on my fire stick and it was bill and ted face the music the third bill and ted film have you seen it
1: um is that the most recent one
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah i've seen it
0: (laughs) didn't think much of it i've watched it twice now and i actually quite enjoy it
1: Did it get better the second time? I
0: don't know. There was some some bits in it I thought was good. I didn't think the story was too bad. I thought going through time, a bit like the first one. Yeah. And a bit like the second, they're going to hell and all that. Yeah. I think it was just good, how they going around getting all the old artists together to make the best band in the world. I just thought that was good. And with people Mm. popping in and out of time and stuff. I liked it.
1: Yeah. You're on your own there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, because I've always thought
1: Bill and Ted's you Bogus know,
0: Journey is like the first half of that is brilliant, and the second half of that film is absolutely awful.
1: Station, but um, at least yeah. Bill and
0: Ted face the music. There was some consistency there, you know. I yeah, was it was like, bad
1: all the way through. You mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bill and, Bill and Ted was never like it's not Citizen Kane we're talking about, and you know just a bit fucking about, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but again. So, Bill & Ted's was a time travel movie, isn't it?
0: Yeah, time travel
1: again. Because I was thinking about that. Do you have you? have Did you put a question out? Did you put a time travel question out?
0: No. Ah! Oh. No. I, I haven't really thought about the podcast all week. I've been busy. All
1: right, so I'll put it to you then. Time travel films, Trev. Yeah. Go on, list the ones that you can think of off the top of your head.
0: Just listing films or my favourites? Or
1: oh, if you've got favourites, even better, but...
0: Yeah, I quite like uh, obviously Back to the Future. Best time travel I, film ever yeah. written, I think. Best scre- one of the best screenplays ever written, it's just perfect. Yeah. Um there was one called, uh, what was it named? I think it was Colin Trevorrow directed it. It was his first film before he went and done the Jurassic Worlds, mm. but it's about um a bloke who's advertising for oh safety not guaranteed it's called
1: oh yes yes (laughs) yeah random little film yeah Yeah. i have we've talked about that briefly before and i remember saying i don't know if i know what that film is and then i looked it up and i was like i did that film (laughs) i just didn't know what it was called Um, and it's just low budget isn't it it just kind of has that low budget sort of yeah
0: he was like is he isn't he time traveler that's quite good
1: yeah that's right yeah
0: primer about the two blokes who
1: i haven't no is that good
0: yeah I remember enjoying it. It's a bit more nerdy and scientific, yeah, but they basically build this time machine in their garage and it doesn't like send them backwards and forwards, but it just slows time down when they're in there next to it so they could be in there for ages and then come out and it's only been like ten minutes, yeah, I can not really remember the guts of it if I'm honest, but I do remember i fairly i did fairly enjoy it
1: yeah you know, it's really interesting i've I'm cheating i've I've googled time travel films right and you know, you've got genre after genre of subgenres of time travel films. So there's action films. One I really enjoyed was Deja Vu. Have you ever seen that? Yeah,
0: a long time ago. Saw that. Somewhere. Yeah,
1: with De- Denzel. Denzel Washington. Yeah, I, I I thought that was quite good. I mean, Terminators in there, yeah, obviously. Yeah,
0: time travel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Men in Black Free apparently is, oh, that's has a good got one. a bit yeah, of that's time good travel. Good
0: time travel
1: stuff. And then you got like oh, the obvious ones like the Time Machine, which was. Um, Hg HG Wells Wells, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, The Tomorrow War.
0: Yeah, I've not seen that yet. I read a book. Looper. Tomorrow War sounded really good. Yeah, Looper's good.
1: Looper. Yeah.
0: Mm, That's your favourite. That's that's very.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I'm not going to let it spoil (laughs) how I felt about Looper because I did really enjoy Looper. And I always thought that was a great film, and then I found out that it was him that did Star Wars. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, that's awkward," but I still think Looper was really good. Yeah, I like um, so there's, so I mean, there's stacks. There's stacks. Uh, most sci-fi films have some sort of element of time travel. It would appear as of superhero films because you know the original Superman he travels back in time oh, to he save spins Lois the, Lane. Uh,
0: it does, yeah, thing. I know. On so it's axis. all sorts.
1: So then there's the romantic ones now the one I remember as a kid was Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve
0: I've seen that oh
1: it had a little theme tune it was lovely I used to watch it loads it was like one of those yeah it was like my I don't know what would you call it my soft (laughs) my soft (laughs) bit (laughs)
0: don't don't call it that (laughs) do you want to come home and see my soft bit
1: (laughs) So I would watch Somewhere in Time anyway. 1980, Somewhere in Time, wow. which is interesting because it comes out the same sort of time as Time Bandits. About Time's quite a good one in terms of romantic oh, films. Oh, and I then there's it, like yeah, The Time Traveller's Wife. Well, About Time, actually, I enjoyed. The Time Traveller's Wife was a little bit like, oh, what a surprise. It, to, to me, that it coming. felt
0: like The Time Traveller's Wife was about a man who groomed a child. And then... <laughs> 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 it was really weird I was watching that going this, I don't, this is odd <laughs> that's wrong
1: that's bad you fall in love with a I'd little girl I never looked at it. it like, it's like that no, no, it's weird. <laughs> yeah you're right do you know awkward awkward um, yeah but what's your
0: favourite time travel film
1: well um, I guess uh, I like Terminator 2 um in terms of sci-fi i like deja vu i mentioned that yeah. didn't i i actually like groundhog day uh, would you consider brilliant. that, yes, that yes. time travel yeah. that's just you know a fantastic film and uh, but then i don't think you can go much further than back to the future can you really no. i think in terms of time travel films yeah pretty dang good so there you go. We covered a bit there, didn't we? We did a we bit. Did we did a bit. a bit.
0: So, Time Bandits, Robert. Had you seen this before?
1: I have seen it before, yeah. I've seen it a couple of times before. Uh, not for a long time, but I could remember what was coming and that sort of thing. I, yeah. I, yeah.
0: Oh, Another thing I said last week, I said De Niro was in it, but he's mm. not, is he? I think he's in Brazil, isn't he? I,
1: again, I don't know about Brazil because mm. I've not seen it, but yeah. No, I've not seen Brazil um, either, so...
0: We've got to watch this trilogy at some point, haven't we?
1: I was going to say, maybe that's another one we'll do at some point. I don't think I want to do it straight away.
0: No, no, I always (laughs) feel like that with Terry Gilliam films. I can watch one, but I won't watch them all back to back.
1: But of course, Terry Gilliam is kind of, you know, Monty Python. Yeah. So there are moments in this where you feel very much like you're in a Monty Python sketch or movie. It's
0: very sort of sketch-based, the plot, the story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It goes through like Holy Grail does. It's like chunk sketch chunk, after sketch, chunk, after, sketch chunk, after sketch, and they're chunk, just going from yeah. one sketch to yeah. the next, aren't they?
1: And particularly the bit with Michael Palin. Whenever Michael Palin's in it, it just feels like a Monty Python <laughs> sketch is going on around us. You know, he's just literally just dropped in there for the fun of it. Well, isn't he, he, he wrote it with him because he? he wanted he wanted to play the Robin Hood part, didn't he? Yeah,
0: and they gave it to Cleese.
1: They gave it to John Cleese who he based it off of, I don't know which royal it was, but some royal he thought he saw, he was thinking of the royals when they go down at the FA Cup final yeah. and they go down the line and say, hello, hello to all the players. And he sort of thought how how farcical that sort of thing that was to do. So hence, that's why he did that bit in the film yeah. where he's well, like, hello, hello, peasant, hello, poor person, Isn't he Robin Hood? He yes.
0: the Prince of Thieves, so... Yes, Why of course he, he is, that? yes. I did like that bit, chatting to him. Oh, you're a robber too? Oh, lovely. Oh, lovely. How long have you been a robber for? <laughs> four foot eleven? Or four yes. foot seven or so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. See, yeah. I, I never saw this as a child, but I remember watching Jabberwocky, which was Terry Gilliam's... Yes. I, I think that's... that might have been his debut solo movie, but that was a yeah. Again, with Palin and that, wasn't it? Yeah. Quite a dark, medieval film again. Well,
1: yes. and Because um, George Harrison was behind the funding of this film, wasn't he?
0: Yeah. They created handmade films. Apparently. When they made um, The Life of Brian because no studio would touch it. Everyone yeah. wanted to after the Holy Grail was a success. But then when they found out it was like about the birth of Christ and what have you, there was like no studio wanted to touch it. Nobody then would go Harrison near it. George Harrison said, I'd like to see that film. Yeah. Put in the money. And, yeah, Handmade Films was... Yeah, brilliant. ...crowned.
1: And that, for me, that is my favourite, I think, the whole...
0: What, Life of Brian?
1: Life of Brian. For me, the, out of the Monty Python films, I think that one works just as a feel, as a whole complete yeah, package. I, th- I think yeah.
0: mine is probably uh, Holy Grail. Yeah. They're both good films, but I think I always veer to the Holy Grail side. Okay. Mm. Just paling in that, it's just great.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, brilliant.
0: Yeah, that was a troubled a troubled production for terry gilliam and uh terry jones because they both directed it together yes so there was like at loggerheads a lot and i think terry jones right. directed life of brian on his own and then terry gilliam went off done like the likes of jabberwocky and what's not yeah carved his own career in the end didn't he He did yeah yeah he got quite a prolific body of work behind
1: he him, has now. yeah definitely yeah after monty python definitely yeah I mean, the Adventures of Baron uh, Munch. Baron van Baron Munchausen. Isn't Baron, Baron Munchausen. Yeah. I I don't know if I've seen it or not. I think I've seen bits of it.
0: Yeah, I'm looking back,
1: and I think I've seen bits of it and gone, that is just look, that just looks weird. But it, am I? I'm right in saying that the three films that are part of this, uh, what did he call them? Was it the imagination trilogy, trilogy. of? yeah
0: trilogy of imagination brazil
1: was uh, so this one was about a young child so he he did a lot of stuff f- yeah obviously from the view of a child and he did a lot of the camera work from quite low down apparently um and then brazil was kind of like a middle-aged man yeah and then the adventures of baron uh munchausen was an older yeah, so character the, so those are the free periods, periods of, of
0: yeah the life of man
1: yeah but never seen Brazil and can't say I've, I could tell you what Baron Van Munch 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 house is. no <laughs> um, I can't tell you anything about the other two films that's what I basically want to say I just loved as well with this film though the cast and the yeah, it's got a British cast going on in there. Yeah. You know, and, and Sean Connery, I think, was the big steal of the, the, the film, really, wasn't he? Because they didn't think they were gonna get him, did they? Did you know about
0: that? Did you read it? No, I think it says in the script someone looks like Sean, yeah. you know, Sean Connery or an actor of that sort of credential. Yeah, or,
1: or someone that looks like him or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then they actually did get him.
0: And who's he playing Nong.
1: Yeah. Ooh ah because the two that come up in the title straight away is is Sean Connery and John Cleese. Yeah, and yet they do have quite nice little bit parts, don't they? Really? Yeah,
0: they're not. It's not their film. <laughs> you at know, all, they're
1: not the. It? It's not their film at all. No, I think if it's anyone's film, it's probably David Rappaport's. He's Randall, the 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 sort of head. head oh,
0: the lead. Guy. The lead
1: dwarf who isn't in charge, and then he goes, "So give me the map and do, uh, listen to me or something," did he?
0: <laughs> yeah, he was good. He was um, also. Fotemuch wasn't he in the young ones? He was in the that? young ones, yeah. All go or Fotemuch?
1: Yes, he was. No,
0: what? Uh, Is he's little devils, weren't yeah. they? He was a little one, and there's a big boo. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no one's ever going to say our name and summon summon us. Yeah, because uh, you know, who's going to say my name, Fotemuch? Yeah, and he goes, "Well, no one's going to say all go, are they? Well, they might say shall we go to the disco or go to the cinema?'" <laughs> (laughs)
1: Yeah. But David Rappaport ended up, he killed himself, didn't he? He shot himself in the chest.
0: Oh, I don't know. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, he suffered from depression. And then later on, um, when he was in New York, he he shot himself in the chest. Yeah. Oh, dear. Killed himself, which so, because he was only about 39, I think, when he died. Yeah. But he was, you know, for all of the sort of dwarf actors. He was kind of like the most recognisable at that time, I think, wasn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: Probably yeah. not the most famous, though, because Kenny Baker was probably the most famous one. Well, because he was in R2-D2, wasn't he? So, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So I thought he was brilliant in it. Mind you, I thought they were all, all the dwarfs were brilliant in it, actually. Yeah, they were fair. Quite...
0: And it was good for them to have a film where, even though they're, they're dwarfs, I don't know, they're not sort of belittled, are they? They are... <laughs> 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 oh, choice of fucking words what a good choice Let of us. words <laughs> no it's good yeah, that they and, was like you the know, they were quality. leading roles in this yeah. they was carrying the film weren't they what I'm trying to say they're not just characters in the background yeah. as you would have in any yeah. other film yeah. you know
1: their characters, this is their film. yeah their characters don't come up short <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Uh, no, yeah,
1: oh. no. You're right though, because very often in films, I mean, let's take Willy Wonka for example. They're they're kind of gimmick. yeah, the they're gimmick Gimmicky. yeah, they're gimmicky, and I they? guess so. This was a film mm. that definitely pushed the actors to the front. And yet that's why I'm saying I think it was you know, for me, I think David Rappaport and Evil Genius, David Warner, I think were the two for me that just were just, yeah, David, just fantastic. David this.
0: Warner was good in this. I told you before when I, I I almost spoke to David Warner once, but it was going to cost me twenty quid, so I just nodded <laughs> at him from a distance and walked on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The late David Warner,
0: it. he's gone as well now, isn't Is he? he? Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Obviously David Warner did this one. And in in many ways, it was probably the perfect audition for Tron, wasn't it? Because he then did Tron a year later, didn't he? I think it was a year later. Yeah,
0: quite- yeah I don't know. They might have filmed Tron at, earlier than this. You know, that's a bigger production, isn't it? So yeah, I suppose this it might, might have, been. have been. I mean, this was only a short, little short. It wasn't too long. It was quite a low budget, but the effects and that was great in it, weren't they? You know, not they're not like going to blow out the water but they're inventive and some of the sets was just fantastic
1: yeah they were yeah some lovely I like watching
0: films where they are resourceful with their effects and with their budget well certainly in
1: 1980 when special effects were what they would have been at the time um, yeah uh, yeah I think it's like you said it's got it's got some great um, destinations in the film it jumps around quite nicely. They actually did film it in Sherwood Forest, didn't they? The Robin Hood bit. Oh, did they? I believe so. Um, as well <laughs> as, obviously, the studio-based stuff. And, obviously, the battle at the end was very studio-based, so all the evil stuff. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it you know, it certainly fitted. Y- you could always tell it was in a studio. Oh, of course.
0: It wasn't, you know, and I, I've always said about the Tim Burton Batman films, you can always tell they are. Oh, too
1: yeah. Burton. Yeah, especially the second one what the hell
0: yeah but i don't (laughs) mind the second one for that you know i quite like he's got his visual style and it's all over it and i think the same with time bandits it's got terry gilliam's visual style his his fingerprints all over it yeah it it has and i think watching this now i was like got right into it straight away it doesn't hang around does it? no and um i just thought why didn't i watch this when i was younger i probably would have loved this
1: yeah it's one of those films i think that yeah, I'd have, I'd have thought you would have seen this film. I, I, I mean, we know why, because of your, your fear of dwar- dwarfs, uh, because of the Ewoks. and that, you know, that's the reason why you would have been turned off it. But in actual fact, it's the sort of film that, yeah, I'm surprised you you never came across it.
0: No. Mm. I, I knew what it was. I always knew what it was. But yeah. I remember Robert, our older brother, trying to get me to watch it once. And I was like,
1: yeah, no, no. no. <laughs>
0: I'm not ready to, I'm not ready yet. No,
1: but you managed it this time, so you know.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm over it now. Yeah, over it. Over, over it. it now. Yeah. yeah. Do Do you know what we've not done again for our audience who might not have
1: oh, seen the your biop- <laughs> Yeah, no, we probably need to do. Explained that. what we're on about. Jesus Christ, <laughs> we're all over it. We're, we're We're just not on it, are we? No. I tell you what, Trev. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Time Bandits?
0: I was hoping you would.
1: <laughs> Shit. All right. All right. Right. So, the Time Bandits. Do, 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 Have you ever thought about seeing some dwarves <laughs> come out of your wardrobe? Shall I do it? Shall I do it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go on, Ed. Go on, and Jump in.
0: A young boy, Kevin, lives with his parents in what can only be described as a consumerist hell.
1: It's it? a very good description. Plastic, sofa, uh, plastic sheets uh, still on the sofa microwave gadgets in the kitchen sat watching TV
0: so but anyway he the boy has to go to bed and he goes to bed and he's got a wardrobe in his bedroom but unlike Narnia you don't go into the wardrobe to get to Narnia. You, uh, Narnia leaps out of his wardrobe and into his bedroom. And I do actually remember this opening scene from when Robert showed me it. Obviously, I didn't think I remembered anything of it until I watched this. And the night yeah. comes through and then yeah. comes out of his cupboard and then runs off through a vortex in yeah, his wall.
1: which is a poster.
0: Well, it turns out to be the poster Yeah, the there, poster's there. Yeah.
1: So, basically, there's holes in god's creation of the universe isn't there yeah which is what these these portals are actually become
0: and they can go from one to the other am
1: i right or am i right come yeah. on be honest
0: that's right yeah it's <laughs> because they was in a rush to get it done yeah and they didn't do the job properly yeah so there's holes all over the universe and time and space and then uh the second night the boy's like right well, i'm gonna catch whoever comes and he's got his poloid camera ready with him and then in come your six dwarfs yeah. Was going to be seven, but they killed one off. Yeah, what was just he called? To, uh,
1: make sure that they didn't get sued by uh, he Disney. Had a, he had a specific, a specific name, didn't he?
0: Something fat, wasn't it? Chip fat or something like that. Wasn't
1: it? Chip pan. Dog meat. No, dog meat was my dog in um, Fallout Four. Um. So in <laughs> the Time Bandits. Yeah, and they're kind of making out that they're like the Uber criminals, aren't they?
0: They're the robbers of space.
1: Yes. But it but it but it actually transpires that they, they they've not done this before <laughs> and they're on the run because they've just pinched the map, haven't they, basically?
0: Yeah, you're saying and, and about Kenny got... Baker as R two D Two as well.
1: And in yeah, this fidget. he's
0: still wearing a little tin hat and he's got a colander
1: on his head. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, Where's my robot suit? Do you
0: think that's a nod to R two d T two? It I could very it well is. be, I couldn't it? Is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fidget. Fidget. Um so they. Uh, what happens next
0: well they leap into the boys bedroom don't they through the cupboard firing off his dad his mum and dad have always told him no noise tonight because after that horse burst through wasn't it and then the dad walks yeah. in and he's like what are you doing up here and I think that's so great because the room's all returned and it's like the little boys there, yeah. all on his own what is he doing up there
1: what is he yeah. doing
0: um, what's he
1: doing up here but yet when they do come in they make so much noise that i'm like well that and they also they do this thing where they check to see if anyone's coming they check the door and they put a they put a shelf up on the door and one of them runs up and i'm like what is he looking at is there a keyhole a spy hole in the door oh
0: there might have been yeah because
1: he kind of runs up like he's looking into a spy hole or is he looking for a gap and he goes no one's coming it's clear or something I didn't know what that was. But anyway, that's an aside. So they push the wall, don't they? They're looking for the way out of the port the next portal hole. Yeah. And as they're pushing the wall away, uh the supreme being yeah. appears behind them. Bring, give me back the map. The big giant head. Eddie. <laughs> and then it's basically a chaotic chase isn't it the rest of the film just for our viewers so we could speed up this bit like we said sketch to sketch to sketch one place to another one portal through to another
0: as the little boy and the time bandits are taken through time and space in a and history so it's a lot of early Bill and Ted, isn't
1: it? It is, but they're not just being chased by the supreme being, are they? They're also being chased by the evil genius.
0: Yeah, he, well, he is evil personified, isn't he?
1: Yeah, but he's also trapped, isn't he, in, in his evil lair and yeah. basically needs that map so he can escape and do evil yeah. across the universe. So he he convinces them, doesn't he? Or he, mind, he does a bit of mind. Uh, who is it he takes over? Is it Og? He do, yeah, it
0: is Og, isn't it? It's Vermin, Og, isn't it I Vermin, one think. of
1: them. And he basically just sort of convinces them to go looking for the his his lair. Yeah, And that's generally the gist of the film, isn't it? And then they go charging off. And then we're into is, is that a good enough update for our, our lovely Watch the film. Watch the film, <laughs> just, Watch film if you haven't read
0: it. <laughs> Going back through the points then. Yeah, the boy living with his parents. And this is like a really odd part of the film It's like you don't. Does he love his parents or not? Is he, he doesn't get any Mm. notice from them, does he? Because they're all sort of hovering over the telly. He's just in the background. They don't even look to him. Yeah. When they talk to him. And all they're concerned about is all these belongings and all these fancy electrical goods. And um, I think it's something that around this time, was like a running theme in stuff because like uh, I watched Repo Man and there's the same sort of thing there with the parents and there and, and like when he goes into a shop as well it's everything's just labeled what it is it's all about consumerism being it doesn't matter what fancy packaging you buy this in it's just what it is you know and whereas this is again it's reflecting on that family life yeah where we just squander money and have to have the next best gadgets and all that
1: and i suppose that i guess that was what was happening in the early 80s yeah
0: because
1: there's quite a lot in here isn't there uh david Warner's evil genius talking about oh tell me about a computer i'm going to get a computer and then i'm going to be really you know and it's that kind of so computers would obviously you know people were talking about having a computer yeah that's what i'm getting to because i
0: understand things and then they say what do you understand he says i understand digital watches (laughs) and at first i was like it's a weird thing to understand but as his speech goes on and then he wants to like get into computers and that's how the devil is going to get yeah. spread around the world and look where we are today where
1: <laughs> well he obviously you know, evil genius obviously did not die spoiler <laughs> <laughs> but it's a um, yeah it's a great
0: sort of foresight i think from the writers you know but it is completely relevant today but it must have been relevant back then as well but I mean that was the beginning of the 80s and like sort of the mid 80s where everyone was just spending loads wasn't it but I suppose it's it's gearing up at this time
1: I think consumerism's probably been an issue like that you can probably go back to the 1950s can't you in in America and start to look at where consumerism Mm. once it came out of the war and rationing and things like that went away and then and then money became a thing and new cars and new things and this that and the other and television and I think it's all kind of gone from there, isn't it? So by the 80s, it probably it probably was quite relevant anyway. Yeah. I did find that whole bit with the neglected parents bit, because there's a bit at the end which we'll come on to, where it kind of had a bit of a Roald Dahl feel about it. Yeah. You know, that yeah. kind of character kid with his parents, the parents don't love him and they're not very nice to him and it's all a bit point. But it didn't quite, it was a bit of an odd sort of thing yeah, it all did, the way it, through it. They
0: wasn't horrible, horrible to him, was they?
1: no and you couldn't it, tell it, that he it,
0: wasn't happy there it wasn't like it wasn't the, only, as,
1: the only time you could tell that was when he went on to the bit with Sean Connery that's right and yeah. he asked if he could st- he, he was really keen to stay there away from his parents and and then you kind of go oh okay so he doesn't really want he doesn't love his no. parents which is an odd way of looking at it because usually in these sorts of things it's the kid that loves the parents but the parents don't love the kid yeah but he was obviously quite happy to just disown his parents to not yeah. go back and yet, there he was, a kid with his own bedroom, a Polaroid camera. Yeah,
0: he's got everything he wants. And, you know, he was spoiled. That's what I mean, yeah. It was a bit of a, an odd... Yeah,
1: I, I got it, but I didn't
0: get it. I could see what yeah. they was trying to say, but I didn't pick it up from the film as heavily as yeah. they lay it on, especially t- talking of the end. <laughs> it's like, all oh, right, that's... <laughs> Yeah, the is ending is, I, know,
1: I mean, we're jumping the gun a bit, aren't we? But the ending was is odd yeah. because you kind of think, well, where does that leave this kid?
0: Yeah. No, so um, Sean Connery, let's just discuss the ending now. We've got to it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> do it.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Because my God, what the Because we'll only
0: go through it and then forget to mention it. And never yeah, talk we'll about get the too tired. So we're doing the end to start with, guys. This is how we roll. Action.
1: <laughs> because it is it is the possibly the most baffling bit about the everything else is like yeah I get that I can see why they're going this and they're doing that but the, but the whole bit around the parents the parents were eh, neglectful. But they weren't horrible or unpleasant. No, it was odd. This is what I took away
0: from it in the end, because it, like it seems odd when he, he he first comes around and it's like he's had a dream. It's all a dream, and he's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His house is on fire, and he's getting smoke inhalation, and you think, oh, this is like the Wizard of Oz where they're going to compare it, and I, I just thought, oh, we're going to see all these people. That he's seen just yeah. like we do in the Wizard of Oz, but we don't. We only see Sean yeah, yeah. Connery, who he befriended yeah. as Aganeng, Aganeng, no,
1: Meganing Oh, yeah, no But more than befriended, I mean, he wanted to. Be- he was going to become his, his his father. Father, yeah. So you kind of think. So if at the end of the film the fireman had said, "Don't worry, come with me. I'll look after yeah. you," I'd have gone, "Oh, exactly, right, the the okay, so he does is, end up with the fireman Sean Connery. Sean like Connery
0: that rescues him.
1: Yeah oh i'd have gone like yeah that makes sense but sean
0: connery drove off (laughs) yeah but he doesn't just drive off he rescues the boy and then he puts him down and then the boy's parents are about to touch the blob of evil and he's like dad Mum, don't it's evil and they touch it anyway and blow up yeah and then sean connery just gets in the truck winks at him and drives off (laughs) like smiling (laughs) Just, just watched his parents blow up but I think what you've got yeah, to take from it is that, <laughs> as I was thinking about it, I think it's like, again, it's just a nod to consumerism. Look, kids, your parents are too busy focusing on all these stuff that they're buying. It's up to you. You've got to do this on your own. You've got to get this generation out of this. You're on your own, pal. Yeah, I think that's the statement yeah. they're making at the end. I guess maybe it is.
1: I'm sure there has been uh, dissertations written on the end of that film.
0: <laughs> there must
1: have been because it really does kind of just leave it in a. Uh? It did But it was really what? baffling because uh? you have the
0: big confrontation with evil, and you think, oh, right, the yeah, yeah, gonna that's a great win. way to finish, and then, isn't it? Like the wizard or the the big giant head um the supreme leader yeah, yeah or god however you want to look at it he comes back yeah. and he releases all the the dwarfs gets them back into his like to do his job so yeah brings
1: brings fidget back to life and- yeah
0: and then uh just leaves the boy there on his own didn't he and they were walking off and just leaving him and then that's yeah. when
1: he wakes up and then he wakes up and it's all a dream because his house is on fire <laughs> But then he finds the photo, so then he realises it can't have been a dream. Yeah. So then he sees his parents go to t- and sees Sean Connor. Random. Yeah. <laughs> but, then, you know, to be fair, the whole film's <laughs> random. So
0: Yeah, that's certainly what I thought. Because it's, it's the consumerism angle again, isn't it? They're holding the microwave together. Yeah. He's like, don't touch yeah. it. It's evil. And uh, uh-huh. they just can't and help themselves. they, they have to touch it.
1: Themselves. Can't help themselves. So, yeah, yeah, I
0: think you're on your own, kid. You've got to do this. I mean, even the game show they're watching, isn't it? It's your money or your life. Yeah. So it's all sort of hinting towards. But that's
1: classic Monty Python, isn't it? Because there's the old guy. But why has he got a plaster on his leg? (laughs) Why is there any reason that he has a plaster on his leg through the game? Is there? I
0: think through the games that we haven't seen, the game shows it's gone on. He's been getting injured, hasn't he? For for the money, basically. But like game shows are like that now. You know, look at you. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. a celebrity get me out of here and things like that and
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's, it's more like that it's, now than it what, than it ever yeah, was at that Yeah. Watching this
0: film, I was like this is actually quite a pathetic film. Yeah. But good to see John, Jim Broadbent as uh, Yeah,
1: well, I was going to say we've we've he's been in what one two films that we've spoken about before. Uh he was definitely in Gangs of New York. Yeah, Gangs of New York. Was he in another one? I can't was he not think, in one afterwards, I can't or think. Did, was he in one that you spoke about that you saw at the cinema? I think you saw him at the oh, cinema. Oh, I saw him at the cinema you, you?
0: in a film, yeah, yeah. Mm. About the painting. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like Jim
1: Broadbent. So, yeah, he was quite young in this, yeah. wasn't he? Around the same time he
0: was playing <laughs> um, Slater in uh, *Falls and Horses.
1: Oh, yes, of course, yeah. So it was quite a British cast, wasn't it, obviously? It was very British, actually. Yeah,
0: except for um, Shelley Duvall.
1: Yeah and Catherine hellman
0: Catherine hellman who was um jessica uh, soap. soap
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. and actually i think that's why she was she wasn't necessarily the first i don't i think i read that she wasn't the first choice yeah but they he wanted her in there in the end because she was popular in soap at that time uh, hence yeah, why she was in the there time. that bit with the ogre is oh, memorable God,
0: dude, this is great isn't
1: it yeah
0: It right out there she's like <laughs> her husband's the ogre and she's like his lovely housewife sort of encouraging him to be as evil as possible yeah. and then when all the all the, the dwarfs come through a time hole and land
1: on this so do yeah. they land
0: on him i can't quite probably remember.
1: They, like, they usually do so don't
0: they, they on a boat he's on a boat isn't he and they find he's him. on
1: the boat isn't he yeah <clears throat>
0: and he's like his wife's going oh we could eat all of them i'll go and prepare some dinner now i'll get the cauldron going <laughs> you get them all yeah. in the cauldron all
1: matter of fact and he's uh, he's got his he's got his bad back which is how they get round him isn't they because they help him to stretch his back out and yeah. then they lob him into the water and um, yeah she comes up she comes up to see what's going as on he's
0: shouting to him as they're leaving he's going I can cough <laughs> yeah and then he goes
1: Wah! and he blows the storm doesn't he and the, the the sails go off and then it just then it just flicks into mental because it becomes a hat for the big bold giant <laughs> That's right, it's the like you know he comes out of the tank. water and at that point it's like yeah we're tripping now aren't we we're we're well and truly in terry gilliam's kind of head there he's like what <laughs> gilliam what what are we what are we seeing like the
0: poster of time bandits has got the giant coming out and it just looks like a terry gilliam artwork from monty python doesn't it yeah yeah you see, you see the top of his head with a boat on the top and it looks like one of his drawings yeah. for that
1: did they it go to Sean Connery first or was it Napoleon No, first? it
0: was Napoleon was right at the beginning, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: that's right. Ian Holm. Yeah,
0: Bilbo begins,
1: And he's laughing. He likes the, the, the fact that they're dwarfs because he's so short himself. He is
0: completely <laughs> obsessed. That's <laughs> everything in his life. He invaded Italy. Yeah. Because they was meant to be short people, but they're not short. Like, he just wants to see little yeah. people fighting because he's so short. And when he's watching the Punch and Judy, yeah, it's like that, that's what he wants: little people fighting. People <laughs> like, fighting. He's yeah. trying to clap and he keeps forgetting he's only got
1: one arm. Yeah, so the other guy offers his hand out. <laughs> clap my hand, sir. Yeah. So they go from him. Is it then that they go to Robin First Hood? First of all, it's
0: Palin and. Shelley DeVal and this bit isn't it and then they yeah. they get robbed by the
1: robbers don't they yeah and he keeps talking about his problem <laughs> well she's <laughs> doesn't he? Michael he's talking
0: to her about oh this is going to be lovely you know a lovely repl- and she says and your personal
1: problems, okay?
0: Oh yeah, all better now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go.
1: but then later on, he's going on about, oh no, the problems coming back. I need fruit. <laughs> it's like <"What> is this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> brilliant. God. So yeah, so they go. So and then the so the Robin Hood bit is the bit with John Cleese going down the line. Hello, and then there's his Scottish. Uh, the I don't know which what the name of the character is who has to punch them. So they get yeah. a, they get given a piece of was gold or something. One of them was Marion, punched. wasn't it? He goes, Marion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> they're like, look at all the treasure we got here. And it's like this is amazing. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and the, the <laughs> yeah, dwarf's no. like, uh, no, this is this is ours. But he's like. <laughs> oh we're going to give the poor would be ever so pleased have you met them (laughs) they're introducing the poor every time they come up Robin Hood gives them a piece of gold and then the other chap gives them a proper hard punch in the face isn't it (laughs) (laughs) it's just
1: brilliant isn't it
0: is that completely necessary Uh, yes it is yeah very Monty Python
1: (laughs) classic John Cleese yeah it's funny isn't it because he obviously john cleese has got a reputation for being a big actor and stuff but apart from a fish called wonder what else did he do other than the monty python stuff did he ever make any other films john cleese clockwise oh yeah yeah not great then um (laughs) didn't he play q in
0: some of the james bond films didn't he did he yeah in some of the pierce Brosnan ones
1: oh right yeah okay he played the quartermaster didn't he yeah so they go from Robin Hood then is it Sean Connery no because then they get split up don't they but why do they get split up I can't remember he becomes separated from them and he ends up um, saving Sean Connery Who's killing, who's fighting the Minotaur? Yeah. Is it then that the the others end up on the Titanic with yet another Michael Palin? Yeah, that's right. They rescue the little boy. Oh, and then end up on the Titanic. And then they end
0: up on the Titanic because he doesn't yes. want to be there. But you don't realise it's the Titanic, do you?
1: Until. Like- no, and then it's just in the background, <laughs> isn't it? Just like, oh, this is perfect. And there but they it are. All looks, it reminds um, me
0: very much of like. Um, yeah. You know, the the sets, you could tell they're all on a stage and what have you. But it reminds me of the BBC Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. But I just love it for that, mm. that it feels. Yeah. Well, it's that era. Just Again, low it's budget. that era, isn't it? Great, yeah.
1: You know, it must have been around. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy must have been around the same sort of time.
0: Yeah, I think the books and the radio plays had been out by, at this point. The TV series probably yeah. just coming out. And it's out just that sort of level time?
1: of. It's that sort of level of production, isn't it? Yeah, and non. You know, it's and- not a huge budget. It's got a good story, it's watchable, and yet it didn't cost a 50th of what films cost today yeah. to make. And actually, it's just as enjoyable as half of the films that I've seen in the last...
0: Well, uh, Yeah, this is what I mean. This is what I, we miss from cinema, isn't it? This sort of...
1: Yeah. Unless yeah. you're
0: already a named director, you're not making films like this anymore.
1: Like- no. No. <laughs> And that's why we're here to remind the listeners... That there's good that films out films there. these great films are out exactly. there. exactly. I think that's Absolutely. what we need to do. Absolutely. There's more to life
0: than men in tights and a cape. It's over the top of their tights.
1: Yes. <laughs> Agreed. No. But once they get past the ogre, um, so then they, they, that's when they start going after um, the fortress of ultimate darkness, isn't it? Yeah. And that, that's where evil is. Where they're being led, basically. The evil genius just fantastic it's so funny some of the stuff he comes out with.
0: it was good in this the the costume was pretty cool. His helmet, right with the skull, it almost looked like something that yeah. Geiger created for Alien, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And
1: then, and then when it when the bit comes out the top and it spins round, <laughs> yeah. it's like this is weird as hell. Now, right. do they harpoon
0: him or something? And then he's, he's spinning them around, doesn't
1: he? Then? They, they, yeah, they spear him. Don't they? Yeah, they lasso him, don't they? And he spins them round. Yeah, yeah. But then they harpoon. No, then they fire bow and arrows at him, and he he, he sort of inflates himself so that the arrows bounce off and that
0: the comedy of this is great and a lot of the lines are just little throwaway lines but they're perfect but there's one bit where i think it's where they split up isn't it and the two time doors jump in front of kevin yes and kevin's like which one which one just choose a door choose a door and as soon as he jumps not that one (laughs) the last thing you hear is you're jumping through that door Another bit we didn't talk about when they turn up on the on the planet. Another great line was when they're walking along, trying to find the the evil lair. Yeah, and they walk into the. Oh, what's that? It's an invisible barrier. <laughs> oh, so that's what an invisible barrier
1: looks like. <laughs> another fantastic little line, just brilliant. And it's the way that they continuously keep rubbing their faces on on the evil barrier. And, and then there's that the bit when they're in the cage. And then they lower him down. They lower... Which one is it they lower? Is it? Is it Wally? I can't... Or is it Strutter? I can't remember. They lower one of them down, don't they? Yeah and as he's lowering down you can sort of see him smiling at the camera <laughs> just, then he starts to swing backwards and forwards and then he latches on and that whole sequence is like what are we watching now uh, it
0: was brilliant though it was really well done because you think you know they're not actually swinging from there and I was like trying to put together the shot you know every angle yeah. is just perfect yeah. and it just looks like it's, it's all one thing was, yeah yeah really great I, I really enjoyed that sequence just the way it was shot and edited really
1: really clever. Because
0: now they're in, like, the evil lair, but evil at the beginning, he just, he is evil, isn't he? He'll be talking to people and, like, he's saying, like, this is the plan, and then one of them will say, sir, what about this? And he just, kill them, then answer the
1: question. (laughs) Actually, that's a good point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just in his instinct to kill everyone who speaks to him. That's just very good. So, yeah, the big fight, the big finale, Trojans and knights and cowboys... And uh, yeah, that's when you get to see yeah the
1: it, random bit with the with the bit spinning out the top of his the, the knife coming out the top of his head looked very
0: Tim Burton, didn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was going like, off a bit, wasn't it, for a minute? To the now? Beetlejuice, isn't it, where he starts spinning around? Yes, on Beetlejuice yeah. and stuff. Yeah, very much so. He's got the big thing comes out of his head and all yeah. inspired, right? I think. Tim Burton's probably watching Terry Gilliam films very. Closely I was going to say I would have career. thought
1: that sort of thing would have inspired him quite quite a lot actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just trying to think how do they how do they kill evil in the end? I can't remember. God comes in, blows him up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the supreme being appears. Does he
0: again? Like also like the Wizard of Oz, isn't it? Where it's the big head and then yeah, all of a sudden yeah. It's like, oh, actually, it's not. It just comes out as a normal person. Yeah tidying things up but they're like why do you have to kill everyone and what was his answer to that
1: uh, Yeah, where's that because that's quite <laughs> relevant isn't completely it completely
0: oh. haven't written that down <laughs> it's like the one important thing of the film yeah really. it Not kind important. of is isn't
1: it at the end <laughs> I
0: think at this point I was just looking at Og going I'm sure that's Kathy Burke <laughs> <laughs> it is Kathy Burke
1: <laughs> oh, I, I had it somewhere I had the quote oh uh, no here it is it's just that he says yes why does there have to be evil and, and the supreme supreme being says I think it has something to do with free will
0: that's right yeah you
1: yeah. know and it's kind of like a sort of left left in there and again that's a sort of quote where it's that you can imagine dissertations being written on this film
0: yeah it's quite a philosophical film
1: isn't it? oh yeah yeah so the whole idea of god is everything and created everything and morally perfect why does evil have to exist so i guess it is free will because otherwise if everything was good you wouldn't have free will would you because you've got to be able to make the choice adam and eve and yet, yeah, it's a flippant throwaway comment almost isn't it by the supreme being in the film oh i don't know you know something to do with free will <laughs> so there we go that was a time
0: bandits there robin it's good one wasn't it good it was one. good so yeah robin thanks ever so much for joining me oh it's been a pleasure so again everyone if you've got any recommendations for us you can contact us on wnmovietalk at gmail.com or facebook.com forward slash WN movie talk podcast. Find us over there. We've also got a YouTube channel where we're putting up occasional edited pictorial podcasts. And if you're listening to this and you've got to the end of this episode and you've enjoyed it, then why not rate us on whatever podcast format you're listening to us on? Yes. Yes. So we'll see you all again soon. Cheers, Rob. Cheers. Bye, everyone. Cheers.